Welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara. If you want to know more about our show, go to chatterboxgameshow.com. You know, the best thing to do there is find our email addresses. Send us an email asking us uh, questions about the game world or telling us what you want to talk about or even giving your own insight into stuff, and, uh, and we'll tell you if we think you're right. And the worst thing to do is to call us because not only won't we answer, but uh, you don't have our phone number That's true. Well, anymore. There may still be a phone number on the website. There may still be, the, but that be. one won't reach us. Correct. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I will totally update that thing sometime in 2012. That was my brain's subliminal way of reminding both of us that that needed to be done. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. I can handle that. Anyway, um, we just talked to Dave before the show. Dave of uh, Fly Killer Elite Kickstarter fame that we talked about, well, that I talked about just a couple weeks ago when you were gone. Uh-huh. Remember me telling you about that? How could I forget? Right. So the time is now, in fact. I'm, I'm going to check right now how alive his Kickstarter is. I think there's only a few minutes left on it. Let me, uh, let me pull that up. Now, when these things close, it's like no more, no more, no more money allowed? Well, I have can't. have an end date? I can't claim to be a Kickstarter expert, but there is a time limit, and if you don't get funded, I believe that's just the end of the road, and you would have to do it again or something. Um, as we record this, there are 10 minutes left, and he has he has been funded. He asked for $3,300. As of right now, he has $3,342. So congratulations. Yep. I claim full responsibility for this. Uh, it is all Chatterbox, not at all the IGN interview he did. Or the people he knows that have funded the project. I claim that it was purely due to the fact that I gave him advice to remove the disgusting picture of the uh, bloody finger. Uh, I think that's still there. That's still there? Are you talking about the tattoo thing at the bottom? Oh, I can't believe he left that on there. Yeah, no, that's definitely still there. Anyway, in the next 10 minutes, he will be confirmed and the money will start flowing his way. At least that's how I think it works. It's too bad he left it on there because... His income would have tripled if yeah. he had taken it off. No, definitely would have. And I think I think uh, I should have reminded him that a couple <laughs> weeks ago, but I, I failed. Anyway, he got the funding, which is awesome. Um, in other Kickstarter news, I totally want the Pebble, which has gotten funding. This is like a record now, isn't it? What? This, this, the, that particular Kickstarter? It Kickstarter? is the most funded thing in the history of Kickstarter, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. they asked for 100 grand, and they got over $6 million, something like that. That's... What do you do when you get how many times more? That's like you know what that sucks. Is that like sixty times more? Is uh, that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So six thousand percent what they asked for, and what's funny is they're going to lose more than the amount they asked for, just in fees. In fact, many times more. They're going to lose like six hundred thousand dollars at least in fees. Yeah, so this is really interesting. In fact, um, Kickstarter may make an entire million on this thing because I know you, yeah. you end up losing about 10% to all the various fees. Yeah, now I remember last week we promised, and by promised, I mean we just mentioned that we would talk about there was an interesting Kickstarter issue and we didn't cover it, but now That's we true. can cover it. Oh, no, this is a perfect segue into that, yeah. And um, especially, yeah, so so check this out, right? There's There was a story uh, recently uh, there's this company called War Balloon Games, right? And they had a Kickstarter. And these kinds of things are always super interesting to me because, um, well, for one, right, like nobody on Kickstarter is obligated to really tell you what they're doing with their money. But these guys decided to tell everybody what they're doing with uh, all of their Kickstarter money and what happened to it. You mean a- after the fact? Right. Okay. Um, so they, were, they had a pitch for an iOS, iOS game called Star Command. And... Their Kickstarter thing was for 20k, so that's what they were asking for. In their in their period, they got thirty seven thousand dollars. So this way is more than they fantastic, needed. Fantastic, almost doubling the amount. And yet, um, they apparently felt like they spent way more money and uh, miss I guess misjudged um, the costs of various things, in particular uh, for the costs for prize fulfillment, right? I don't know, by the way, how you can misjudge that. If like, you're if you're not very careful, you can misjudge a lot of things, especially everything that has to do with money. So I am I am very detail oriented by nature, right? And and so and am I. I'm also very mathematical, but not everybody is a lot. But I don't understand how you can screw up 
we're giving away t-shirts. T-shirts are going to cost us ten, twenty, thirty dollars a piece, depending on you know how you make it happen. Yeah. And we know how many people are getting t-shirts up front. I mean, what is it they were giving away that cost them so much? Um, it's not really clear to me right this second, but there's a lot of t-shirts and posters, and um, they basically severely underestimated. Uh, Okay, so they're probably how much is, they'd have to spend. They didn't find out how much it cost before they were just like all that's willy-nilly. What, that's what oh, let's like. give these away. Sounded like a lack of planning. Um, but here's all the numbers, and this is this is the most fascinating part, at least for me, right? So they're starting at 37k, okay, and there's there's a couple of hidden costs here, right, which makes it a little more interesting than normal. So out of that money, they actually lost two thousand right away to what they called no shows. Yeah, people who just didn't pay. Yeah, people who said they'd pay and they just didn't get the money for for some reason, right? So that's two thousand right there. Um, on top of that, uh, Kickstarter and Amazon payments took about three thousand dollars. Okay, now I'm curious. I bet Kickstarter takes their percentage. I don't know. I don't know if it's the amount that people actually paid or the amount that was pledged. That's that's a good question too. I hope it's the amount paid. Yeah, but, but, but they that, hope that it's the amount pledged. Yeah, but Kickstarter doesn't even know. I mean, because I, I don't know how Kickstarter works and how in bed they are with Amazon, yeah. uh, with the Amazon payments thing. Really, if we're going to talk about this, we should research it in advance. It's shame on me. But uh, I hope that they only take a percentage of what is paid rather than pledged. It would certainly be better for um, the people who are working for anyway, with so, Kickstarter. So two grand for no-shows, three grand for uh, expenses right. on, but on that's, the actual that's financial not transactions. All. Right? Um, music, they apparently had some music commissioned. Um, that was $6,000. That is a lot. It is a lot. All right, so so far they're down eleven grand. You know what else is a lot? They're down to twenty six grand. Uh, four thousand dollars for legal fees. Legal fees. They probably. But to lawyers, not a lot. Not a lot at all. It's it's funny because some people were saying that they got fleeced by lawyers uh, in comments in various alcoves in the internet where people are discussing this, and a lot of people are like, "No, that's not a lot of money." Those lawyers, lawyers probably wrote up a contract over the course of two days, and uh, that was it. Yeah. Okay, so they're down to twenty-two grand. Um, they spend a thousand dollars on iPads. No problem. Reasonable they, they expense. They still have the iPads. They could resell it. It's considered an asset. Down to um, twenty-one grand. Yeah. So for for poster art, they spent two thousand dollars. Not really sure exactly how that breaks down. Um, wait, wait. So they they paid someone for the art, or they produced the, the posters? Unclear. But poster art line item was two thousand dollars. I'm going to hope that that was actually buying the posters. Me so now too. they're down to 19 grand. Now they've got um they decided, "Hey, let's go to PAX East and exhibit there." So $3,000 now down the drain as well. All right, they're idiots, but okay. That I would have expected it to cost more. To exhibit at PAX East? Yeah. Well, maybe they got the uh I mean maybe, maybe that wasn't package. so dumb, yeah. right? That's a lot of viewership. It's 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 that was not, however dumb or not dumb that is, it's certainly not as dumb as uh, the $10,000 that they ended up spending on prize fulfillment. Okay, so they were down to 16 before you said that. Right. So then they're down to six after 6,000. So, so after would, all this, they that would had. sound like the two grand for the posters was not paying for the posters. They actually just paid someone to make art. Perhaps. That's, that's plausible, right? There was, there was like, um, let's see. For the prizes, there was printing posters. That's the 10,000. Uh, T-shirts and shipping everything, and apparently somehow Australia is involved. Yeah, they probably didn't take enough extra shipping for so, for people outside of the U.S. A yeah. lot of people now, you'll see if they're shipping things, they charge an extra ten dollars or whatever for ten thousand dollars. They had after everything, they had six thousand left to make the game. Yeah, they which is are a idiots. paltry sum. They are idiots. First of all, because they paid someone two grand for art. You know what you don't do. You don't promise a poster to someone if you don't, one, already have the art, uh, and two, have a friend who will make the art for free. Stupid. Very stupid of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to call them stupid, but I guess we kind of are. Um, but it's very clear planning on their part. This, is, this, is how, this just goes to show you how quickly uh, lots of money can be spent no matter how much you have. Yeah. That's the lesson for me. $10,000 for prize fulfillment? That is, that is just you can do a lot with 10k, and if you don't spend it on prizes, yeah, I don't, I don't know what their problem is. I mean, a lot of that was surely shipping, which is frustrating. Yes, right. Nobody wants to spend that much money on, on shipping. But let me tell you, 
at least they have a little bit of integrity. I was looking at a Kickstarter the other day. Some guy made something like lockpicks or whatever. And yeah. it's like two years after his, his highly funded Kickstarter and people still haven't gotten their stuff. That would be really upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so at least they came through and gave people, well, the prizes. Uh, did they ever make the game? So this was recent, right? This was like um, about a week or two ago. So uh, we don't know. Let's see. Actually, so this article says that uh, last October is when the Kickstarter happened or finished. So I'm not sure where you the can, game you is. You can go check updates. Maybe we'll do that maybe, over the break. Maybe we will. Okay. Cool. Well, it's uh, it's unfortunate the predicament they find themselves in, but I think better planning. You know what happens every issue. every time I hear about things like this? I think, why didn't they just give me all the money? Because yeah. well, I could have put it to better use. They probably said, we'll give anyone who pledges $20 a poster, not realizing that it'll probably cost them $15 yeah. per poster. Yeah, And then, in fact, that's what they it said. They, it. It, just, it just seemed like they didn't do the proper due diligence that they should have to figure out their costs beforehand. Yeah. And that's, that is unfortunate. Absolutely. But once again, always better if you just give me all your money and <laughs> I will put it to better use than, than what you can. I imagine. Well, I, I hope that they... Use that six. If they only needed twenty grand to begin with, yeah. to make the game, yeah. really, it sounds like they didn't need much, right? They made, they bought some iPads. Well, possibly, but on the other hand, like, like um, I heard a rumor that THQ spent like forty million to close the studio down. They spent I mean, forty million to close. Yeah, it's a rumor. I don't know. Substantiated. That was okay. probably money and severance and all that. But um, yeah, maybe it was. But if it wasn't. They could have just like given me half of that, and like <laughs> stopped going to work. And, and yeah, and like I would have like spent half of that on doing whatever needed to be done, and I'd just put the rest in my pocket. And everybody wins. Isn't isn't that how um, capitalism works? Yes, yes it is. Like that'll ever happen. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And uh, you wouldn't be listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio if it weren't for the University of Advancing Technology, whose website is uat.edu. So I urge you to check them out. Now, we were just talking about Kickstarter. We were yep. talking about Star Command. Yep. Um, I neglected to mention, by the way, that Dave wants to thank everyone listening to the show who contributed or even considered contributing. I can't believe he made the mark and is going to have to make this game, but I'm very happy that people stepped up and uh, forced him to do it. So thank you to those folks. I can't believe he's giving away disgusting tattoos, but I'm still glad he met his mark. That's, a, that's one of those things, just like with these, these uh, war balloon people who could barely uh, make the stuff that they promised. Yeah. Tattoos. Like, I don't know where to go to get tattoos made. I don't know how much they cost. I hope that he researched that in advance. I'm wondering, I'm really, I'm kind of curious, actually, how many people... Tell you what, we better I, get it. We I wasn't be- interested until I heard about the tattoos. We we better get a prize package, right? <laughs> I want my voice on one of those flies. He's probably going to send me all of the extra <laughs> temporary <laughs> tattoos. You get a box of a thousand yeah, one day. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that'll that'll be fascinating when it happens. Um, we did look up the the update for Star Command. I've mentioned War Balloon Star Command, and just in case it's not clear, Star Command is the name of the game made by the company War Balloon, which was created as a result of this Kickstarter when they had money and decided to start an actual LLC. Anyway, um, they have updated, and uh, they've 
I guess, started to just not give some of the prizes out and tell people we'll make you in-game DLC instead. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's and if you whine about it, then maybe you can get the stuff. But if you don't whine about it, then you'll just take the DLC and that'll be cool. I have to give them kudos for being so upfront about everything. Yeah, that is nice. Um, what's interesting, though, is that they're not giving away the game as a prize in, it, in it any of the It is kind of tiers. weird. Because it would seem not only like one of the most effective incentives, but also the cheapest one to produce. However, doing it this way means that even the six or four thousand dollars we didn't we didn't mention they lost some money to income tax as well. Um, <laughs> the four thousand dollars they have left over since they're not giving away copies of the game is just pure profit, and because of this, they have more attention on the project in general, uh, which means free press, right? So they're still going to make as much money as they would have selling the game. They're not going to have to just give it away, uh, which which is fascinating. That's genius. I was but saying you're, they're idiots, but, but I you're think assuming that. Most everybody who's pledged is going to follow through and buy the game. No, it's irrelevant. Those people, if they buy the game, right. great. Now they're just more psyched to buy the game and they're locked in emotionally. But if they don't, well, then they still get money out of people who didn't buy their game. So all this served to do was give them press about stuff and, and definitely get more sales yeah, as a result. Perhaps. And the money that they did get, even after the work and the expenses and whatever, they got their iPads, they got their lawyer fees, they got a bunch of stuff which has value, and they have money in the end. Um, so they have some annoyance, but to not to not actually give away the product as a result of the Kickstarter is just genius. This makes me feel like wanting to start a Kickstarter just to get more money. Oh, yeah. No, I have a Kickstarter to make a really big duke. <laughs> Right? Uh, really? I will, t- I will take a picture. Are you serious? And I will send it to everybody. Are you serious or did you just think of this? No, this would be a good Kickstarter. Oh, you could bet you just thought of it. Uh, yeah, I will it send was, you a picture okay. of it digitally. I'm glad it wasn't premeditated. <laughs> no, That's so all that, I have So say. that you can enjoy. Um, and I end up with cash. So that's awesome. All you have to do is pose like you're a hot chick and then you will be successful. You know, I got to hand it to Kickstarter. All the ones I've seen have been relatively professional. Um, yeah. yeah, the videos are... Well, time to change that trend. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Anyway, let's let's move away from Kickstarter. We've All right. Too much, too much attention these days. Um, <laughs> too much number two. Yeah, that, that too. So before, before we started the show, you said to me, this is long before we started the show today, Alon, you need to play Rayman Origins. Yes. And then you were like, why would I ever do anything with Rayman ever again? Or something um, to that effect. You know, I did not dislike the early Rayman games. Yeah. They were, but, I think, they were but generally good But certainly, certainly um, it did not leave such an impression on you that you were um, eagerly awaiting this game, Rayman Origins, or um, thinking about it ever. Barely right. even knew it happened. Right. Yeah, because yeah. this has been out for a while. I was not anticipating it yeah. in any way. Um, but... But Rayman was generally accepted as a good game, and I have played it, and it was it was pretty good. The previous ones, yes, like the originals and whatever. I yeah. think when they moved into 3D, that's when it fell apart, like most most uh, platform games that switch to 3D. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Incidentally, on 360, Rayman, I think three was released either as I think it was released as a as an XBLA game, if I'm not mistaken. Rayman 3 HD. It's an HD redo of it. And I, I I couldn't even... I could hardly even get past the beginning. It was... Just because it was so too difficult emotionally to play? Like you couldn't no, handle how bad it was? No, not difficult emotionally. Just the regular boringness of... The, the, the first few moments of the game are so uncompelling that I, I strained to give the demo even more than a minute of my tolerance and I did. And then I immediately regretted it. And then I, then I quit playing. I see what you're saying. It sucked. Well, yeah. I generally have low expectations for anything published by Ubisoft. Fair enough. As, as do I, as do many people. Unfortunately, not as many as I would like. However, we have discovered that Rayman origins is not a crappy game. No, in fact, it's not, not only is it not crappy, but the first time I saw it, right. Another friend had shown it to me, and you know, at some point he told me how like this said this had been rated as like one of the most like overlooked games by some people somewhere, right? 
And I was like, yeah, no kidding. If he, if that guy hadn't have shown it to me, then I would have probably never have played this game ever. Like ever again in my life. I expect that to be true. And I think probably the same would have been for you, Alon, if I hadn't have been exposed yep, to never it. Never right? would have played it. So I find this really interesting because this is a game that like basically I would have never have heard of. And yet at the same time, like my impression of it is so good. You know, I, I don't know what feeling you got in the beginning when I showed you the beginning intro, but Alon, this like that made such an impression on me. You know, just like with the syncopation and the coordination of like you know, like it's a very, very musical game and like they, they start with that right away. That in actually, your face. That bothers me because you know how much I love music games, right? And I was expecting yeah. there to be more gameplay associated with Oh, more with like rhythm. rhythm action. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting it to be like a DDR or Beat Mania style thing. Yeah. But somehow in the platforming action, there would be more musical taste. Like things that are set up such that you step on the, the heads of things um, in sort of a musical pattern. Yeah, something like that. They don't, they don't do that, but they do a lot of other things too. I mean, like the whole thing is very, very musical. It's much more musical than most every game I've played. I think you'd agree. But but not with the gameplay. Right? No, no, no. So not with the gameplay. Things but as, make as, sounds that are pleasant. As an, like as an accompaniment. You know, like the, you were playing through one level where there was like symphonic violins over kazoo. You know? This I, I is super it's, cool to me. It's musical in the same way that like the Castle of Illusion game was musical for the Genesis. Yeah, like, I think it's a little I think it's a little stronger. I think they did a little stronger job than that. Okay. Um, but also like I've seen bits of it that you haven't yet, so but the platforming in general is is good. The graphics are beautiful, right? It's a very smooth-looking game. It's very, very sharp. I was really impressed in general that even mechanically, because I did, totally did not expect um, mechanical and design prowess to be expressed in an Ubisoft game ever, really. And you could see, you could see some of that. Yeah, you know, I dog on Ubisoft a lot, but I got to say, like, I, I have a feeling the developers have a lot of heart and want things and the, the reason their games the reason their games usually turn out to be junk is probably just because they're rushed by by accounting and management and whatever. Well that's that is the number one thing that makes games garbage and the number two thing is other things, but But usually like when when a production house puts out a good game or something that is um, rated well or sells well, they get some time to make a better follow up. Yeah, this this game I've been told anecdotally that um, this game had none of the limitations that most games usually have in terms of like resource constraints and and maybe even time. Why constraints. would that be? No one expects Rainbow. This was supposed to, to be. Well. Uh, this was supposed to be like their huge, like big, like Mario fighter killer thing, whatever you want to. I call don't it. think it has that. You know, I mean, I, maybe that's what they. I don't. Planned. I don't think it has that. And I, well, actually, like I don't. I don't even want to make a comment about that one way or another. But it didn't end up doing that in reality, of course. That's for sure. That's for sure. But it's also it's not. It's very linear. It is. It is well done. I like it. Uh, but you're saying linear like it's a criticism or something. It is for me. Um, I yeah, like a little. I, bit, I have no such. I don't consider that a, a I bad mean, quality at all. These days, there's so little of it in the games that I play that it's almost it's almost refreshing to just be able to say okay i'm gonna do what what they planned for me to do right right i'm gonna move through the levels the way that they expected me to and it's, that's just it's a very a classic game itself. structure you know yeah but at the same time there's a reason i don't play games like that very much or that games have moved away from that and i prefer more, i don't think it's a good freedom. reason i think there is a reason why games have moved away from it but not for any good reasons well i mean the thing it does make it harder to make a good game when you make it more open you know what you know what happens i, I don't want to delve on this too far but maybe we should go down this rabbit hole a little bit you know what happens when they open up a game like that you lose a lot of action you lose you not only do you lose a lot of precision in terms of how something is designed or arranged and that's for a lot of idiosyncratic reasons but you also you kind of get this effect of and it's funny because like this is the reason why i think the grand 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 Theft Auto games were so popular in the beginning was that and even still now, right? It's like there's so many things for you to do at any moment in time 
to get bored of this and I'll just do something else. And there's always something new for you to do. And there's always something, like, no matter what you get bored of. Hold that thought, man. We'll be right back. back but you got cut off so i'm just gonna give it right back to you okay my, my tongue was doing a few somersaults at the end there so even i didn't make sense to myself um okay here's here's what i'm trying to express okay the open world games they so readily let you do whatever you want at any point in time that you get into this cycle of as soon as you're immediately bored with something there's something else for you to do Right, and so it's very easy to give up on something, and then you know move on to something else. And in that way, like it'll really hold your attention, right? But in in a lot of ways, at the same time, I think that kind of game structure, it's kind of like an illusion, you know, because it's like it's kind of like it's it's catering or it's pandering to like your lack of focus in a certain activity by inundating you with myriad of activities. Yeah, I mean, I agree that what you're referring to as an open world game has that issue. But what I'm thinking of, I'm comparing more to, to the likes of Mario 64 where it's, you can get, we'll use like the first world as an example, right? Where you have to go up a really big hill. Uh, You can get there in a number of different ways. The path that you take is not set, but however you get there, there's still going to be action involved because it's not just, open where you can walk however you want, get from A to B, and there's nothing in between. There's a few different ways you can get there because the level is built in such a way that you have to get up a cliff. And either you get up the cliff by going on these moving platforms, or you get up the cliff by climbing something that's difficult to climb, or you get up the cliff by going up a ramp that has a lot of enemies in the way, right? So whatever path you're going to take is going to have some level of difficulty or... Okay, um, I, I see what you're saying. Right. It's, it's on that granularity. It, yeah, it's it's clearly not that type of game. It's clearly... Also something that I can, I think, surmise with relative confidence that they probably decided real early on when they were making the game. It's not that kind of game. Yeah. And, and, and that's you don't fine. Like, and you don't like that. I just, I feel like I've moved beyond it. But like I said, it's good sometimes to go back to, to that sort of thing. And, and by, by keeping it very linear, linear and by, you know, setting a path that's pretty much standard throughout the whole game, you can force a specific type of interaction, which has its benefits. And they do a good job with it. And it's uh, it's not super easy, right? Rayman, I think, is usually seen as like a little kid's game, something that's meant to be simple and just colorful and entertaining visually. Uh, but it actually, it serves to do more than that. There are things that are not super easy. Uh, I actually, in like the second world, not the second level, but in the second world, I was having a really hard time getting through the first part of it. Yeah, is that the part where you were cussing a lot? Yeah, I was getting all angry. It took several, several tries for me. And that's because they don't give you like some infinite life bar. And you always have to start pretty far back if you die in the middle. You just get hit once or yeah, twice. It's, I mean, it's not the perfect game. I have some mechanical criticisms of it that um, I don't really feel like getting into completely right now. But yeah, I, I have a hard time controlling the character in the air. But after you get the uh, the floating power, I yeah. think that's going to solve a lot of my problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it has its flaws, but it's been – it's really clear that it's been thought through very carefully. And like uh, like I, I think you said this earlier, Alana, it, it very clearly has a lot of spirit to it, you know. And it's just – it's such a nice feeling when you get that communicated from a game to you, you know, that – the people who made it really put their hearts into it. It really feels like that. I, I always will say that when you do that in the game as an author, as a game maker, that it'll it'll come across. And and it does. And also, what, how many layers of parallax did I count on one screen? Was that like I 15? I think you said like 13 at some point. Yeah, I think it was 15. Yeah. So like that was 15 layers of parallax, man. 
they they do some extreme foreground action that I have not seen ever, yeah. and they get away with it. They actually pull it off. It's, I have no problem with it because visually it's still a very stunning yeah. game. Um, if anyone is convinced to buy this game as a result of our discussing it, and of course we are not sponsored by Ubisoft, we generally think Ubisoft sucks. Um, but if you do want to buy it, it's not. It's not expensive at all. It's very cheap, in fact. In fact, I will tell you, I don't know what you're looking at on that little fancy device there. I'm looking at Amazon. Yeah, I got it from Amazon for $19 plus $4 shipping. It is even cheaper now. And, uh, of course, the best way to buy through Amazon is to go to helpchatterbox.com, which (laughs) takes you to Amazon. But when you buy, we get credit for it. So don't don't forget that. And by we, we mean Elon. Yes. Well, you know, who who pays the bills (laughs) around here? Uh, the PlayStation 3 version is $43. Or That's or not sounding right. It is, man. I mean, there's a used one for less, but brand new. It's very expensive. It, it says it comes with an art book. I mean, it's really Oh, it, that's, that's, that's why it's 43 Must be the collector's that's, edition Yeah, that's the deluxe whatever version. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't have an alternative. But you can't go wrong. If you, don't, if you haven't bought the game yet, if you like platformers, I, will, I, I rarely command people to go buy games. Yeah. But you should really go buy this and support really support this kind of work because here, let me tell you guys, right? So far, according to certain numbers, this game only sold 120k on the Xbox in USA, and worldwide it sold about 1.2 million, which is pretty good, but not good at all considering not only the scope of this game, but all the different SKUs, all the different platforms in regions that it was released on. Yeah, it's on Xbox 360, PS3, Wii, and Vita. Yeah. yeah by because, the way, and also... It's version $28 without the art book. I found it. There 28 you go. bucks. It's very cheap. Um, 120K for the Xbox in the USA is not all that much. For something I think of like Rayman... I, I hesitate to say Caliber because maybe it's Caliber's not so strong anymore. The the but, brand is certainly big. I don't know if I want to say strong, but it's big. Yeah, yeah. But what's weird is you said that, that you heard through the grapevine that there were not a lot of restrictions on this. Basically, that they gave it all they got. Yeah, this this was... How, I, how is that? We didn't I, hear anything about it. Yeah, well, this was... You know, maybe there was a PR failure because I kind of feel like completely passed me by. I think a lot of people felt that way. I think probably a lot of people listening... Haven't even heard of the game, frankly. Um, yeah, I don't know. 120k isn't a lot for a game that it's a lot less than it's that was expected. I think, especially from Ubisoft. Um, another thing I heard was that like every like every level in this game. Once again, pure conjecture. Maybe somebody made it up. Who knows? But this was the kind of game where they had like teams assigned to levels instead of like you know one team to do the whole game. And that also comes across too. I mean, like the amount of detail you can you can tell when a lot of work's been put in a game, and this is clearly a game that a lot of work's been put into. Yeah, I I kind of use music as as a litmus test, right? If the music is really well done in a game, yeah. then all parts of the game were probably looked at looked over very well, right? Yeah. Because music tends to be the last thing that you put in a game, unless it's a music game. Uh, right but, and but and yeah. fair enough and and the uh, and despite what you say, Yolan, I, I think that like the, the integration of this, the game, maybe not in a direct mechanical way, but in other ways, I think was very very nicely done with the music. Well, there you have it. We're actually saying something good about a game from Ubisoft, no less. So uh, you, yeah, Alan thought it would never happen. I think. Yeah. Well, we haven't run into game crashing bugs yet. Um, this is cool. true. This you know, has not happened. You said it was two-player, which yeah. surprised the hell out of me because I've never seen a Rayman game that's two-player. Unfortunately, we didn't even have a second controller here to use. Yeah, but that makes the game even more compelling to me. Yeah. Um, it actually may hurt it gameplay-wise. Who knows? One thing I didn't see where uh, I didn't see elements that would like require two players. And I, I don't since we haven't played it that way. I don't know if the two players can interact with one another. Right. Um, but that would have made it something about slapping better. your friends. You can do on the back of the box. In fact, really? it's just the same box I'm thinking of. Um, well, so you can slap your friends. It, it would have been interesting to have, you know, how like in Little Big Planet, 
well, I don't think you know because you haven't played Little Big Planet very much. But there's parts where like you need multiple people in order to to go yeah. through certain. And areas. if I was ever in charge of a game, like I would always say, don't don't put those in the game. <laughs> well, okay, then. but it sounds like you would say do put those in the game. Yeah, so. well, obviously it's not for uh, key parts of the game. Not like you have to get through a level. Right. You need these two people, but um, for bonus areas, things like that. It's, sure. It's nice to do. So there's something I wanted to segue to from this since we were talking about the low sales aspect of Rayman Origins. Wait, we actually plan segues okay. now? Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Okay. Right? So I've, I found it really, really apparent lately that games that I really like, certain ones, have seemed to sell horribly. Like Rayman Origins. Sinomora is another example. I just looked on the leaderboards. There's almost 12,000 entries. So sometimes people use that as an estimate for how much the game was sold. So you can be, I think, relatively confident that at least that many people have purchased the game. Right? 12,000 is dismal, by the way. For It's been out for several weeks. Uh, Fez, for example, right? the game we talked about last week, that sold 20k... In one day, uh, Trials Evolution that just came out eclipsed that by a factor of five. Was it a hundred thousand in a single day? Yeah, that's what they said. <clears throat> well, Trials did pretty well. No. Trials, by the way, also an Ubisoft title. Yeah, but not developed. It was developed by Red Links, but published. I, I guess. I guess. I think Ubisoft Red Links is- belongs to Ubisoft. Do they? Well, uh, yeah. I guess that wouldn't surprise me. They've, they've made so much money with that franchise. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Like Trials. Okay, very nicely polished. I could take it or leave it. Fez. It's got its charm. It's not my kind of game. I, I still. I played more of Fez this week, by the way. Yeah. I do not understand why everyone is going so head over heels for this game. I think we should ask listeners for why, uh, if any of them really love Fez, to explain to us why. It's it's not horrible. It it is interesting in that curious sort of way, but it's it's got like any time you're playing that game, it's got this sort of like cloud of boredom. Well, it's because it's because it's a puzzle game. It's not it's, an action game. It's not game. even a puzzle game. It's just a search game. Okay. Right. I I understand. I, I read some blog post about how there's some freaky hard puzzle in the game, which you'll appreciate this actually. Mm-hmm. You know how you talk about the game being a puzzle, except that all you do is testing every iteration until you right. solve it. Right. There's there's some super hard thing where people knew they had to do something, right? Okay. And so they set up a website, like they collaborated on forums and stuff, and actually set up a website so that many people could work together to test every iteration until they found the, the answer. They still don't know what the question is. See, if if you can solve something by brute force, is it really worth doing? Right? So that's what's funny to me. They got the answer, they don't even know why. We'll be right back for one more segment. Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we are back. Once again, you're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. You know, I think we're doing a worse job when we, uh, when we fade out. 
to those when we to our, our closing or bumpers. Yeah. Yeah. Then just then we've been doing. I think I think we're cutting out late. So, I don't know. Like we cuz we will go on for minutes and you guys don't even hear it. Yeah. Just during the commercials. Yeah. Listen real close. Turn up go back to the last commercial, turn it up real loud and maybe you'll hear us talking. It's because we're hiding secret messages actually. Yeah. Uh the commercial by the way that you would you would rewind to if you rewound right now for UAT. University of Advancing Technology. Uh, go to the website, uat.edu. So uh, just before the break, we were talking about sales of these games that, that you like but have not been doing very well. And the examples we have are Rayman Origins and Cinemora. Um, but we didn't actually talk about why that is. And so, so I'm curious if you could, if you have any idea... You know, you know what's interesting. Time in the industry, actually, now that you mention it, I do have an idea. Okay, here's the funny thing, right? You know, Rayman Origins. You could say, like, I don't know, all these things. Everything that sells poorly, you could always say it didn't have enough advertising. It didn't have enough PR. It didn't have enough press. Just people. Enough people didn't hear about it. I mean, freaking, you know, I. I love the cover of Cinemora, okay? But it doesn't tell you anything. It's just two words in Latin, which nobody understands. And by nobody, I mean the masses of people. And then this emblem of a flower, right? What does that tell you about the game? Nothing. Yeah. Now, it- now it's, this is ironic because I'm, crit- I'm, I'm making a criticism. But I wouldn't want the Cinemora cover... To be something that told me, hey, this is a you know fast-paced action shooting game, you know, I like the cover the way it is. I prefer it the way it is. Yeah, but it also means it doesn't sell. But apparently, it also means it doesn't sell. Now, okay, this is a digital game, so maybe it doesn't really matter, right? But I, I think you guys can see where we're where we're going with this, right? Here's another really interesting thing that I've actually been thinking about uh, a lot in the back of my head these past few weeks. A lot of people pay a lot of attention and give a lot of mental um, – okay, I'm not going to – let's go back. <laughs> My brain was farting for a moment there. Sales are really important, right? A lot of people – every time – here's the thing that I think is funny, right? Every time there is a dip in video game sales, it's like, oh, my God, is the industry going to collapse oh my God, this is horrible, right? They never draw that much attention when sales go up. It's like every time sales go up, it's like the expectation is ratcheted up at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, right, we had the Wii phenomenon, we had the Connect phenomenon, we had... There was no Connect phenomenon. <laughs> there, there was a sales phenomenon. Was there? <laughs> yes, I guess it sold. It sold like crazy. I don't know anyone who has bought a game after the thing actually came I never out. said anything about the games. I'm just talking about the hardware. Okay. okay. It sold crazy. The Wii sold crazy, right? Um, Guitar Hero slash Rock Band sold crazy, right? Those kinds of events, those are not normal events. I don't think that like – Alon, I don't think that you could – you or anyone – would construe those as, oh, yeah, we thought that was going to happen, right? Well, hardware, nowadays, I expect it to happen, yes. But but those particular cases, like, did you really think that they would have been the economic powerhouses that they proved to be each time? Uh, yeah, the Wii kind of caught us off guard. Okay, just I say no to all that. of them, okay? Okay, no. Okay, good. So, the irony of that is that once it's happened, it's like everyone expects, at least all the analysts, the so-called analysts, expect the sales, the, these new echelons of sales that we're reaching to be like the new standard. And then when they go down, because Wii's not doing nothing no more and nobody's buying no Connect games and, you know, what's going on with Rock Band? Not sure, Right. Yeah. It's like no wonder, no wonder game sales have been dropping like crazy these past few months because these powerhouses, which were actually outliers that people treated them like this is to be expected, aren't present anymore, right? But here's okay, here's what I'm getting at. Like this is what all of this this long road I'm leading you down 
is actually going towards, okay? Here's the funny thing, right? So the game industry, by and large, I think it's pretty safe to say, has been increasing more and more over the decades. Yeah. Gaming as an activity is much more mass market than it used to be, yeah? Yeah, it's breaking records, more than books, all that stuff. Constantly breaking records. Here's the thing, right? In order for a pastime like playing games to collect more and more people in the way that our industry has been doing, you have to appeal to people who like different things, right? Do you, you think that's true at face value? Uh, yes. It's how you worded it that is strange to me. Yeah, okay. That Gen- generally, you have to appeal to a wide variety of users. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? You have to appeal to wider and wider varieties of users because if you didn't have to, right? Like the people, okay, here's the most succinct way to put it, I think, okay? When I was playing games 20 years ago, 15 years ago, right? Everybody who was interested in what games were 15 years ago were playing games, right? And games were a little different. They don't have as much variety in terms of what they demand from you. And by that today, and by what I mean by that is that back then they were a lot more demanding. Now, in order to get get the mass market, in order to get more customers, they've had to make games increasingly less demanding. And this is why I think that we're having this huge explosion of these so-called social games. Because, I mean, a game like Fez, right, it doesn't demand much from you, does it? You're referring to the fact that dying has no, no fate. Or you have no to. It's like it's it. like it's. I mean, you have to solve puzzles to progress, but you don't get really. You don't get penalized, right? You don't have to really do anything over, or anything like that in that game. Yeah. Well, it's not difficult. Yeah, you can just you keep, keep trying. And see, so here's the th- here's what I think. I think that all the people who are really interested in gaming as like a a challenging activity, something that demands something from you, we're a pretty small population. There's not that many of us. You know, there's, right, that's the kind of game Sinomura is. It's a very demanding game. That's like, you know, okay, so that's like 12K people who are well, playing that game right now. It's also a shooter. It's also a shooter, so that's another subculture, I guess, right? But just to keep it a little general, right, the games that are hitting really, really big now are games that don't demand much because the industry has already captured players who like having demands placed on them in the way that more classic games do. That's my theory. Does that make sense to you? Uh, well, and the next step is for you to, to remind everyone that the games you like are the <laughs> ones that are, don't appeal to the masses. Right. Which is why the games you like are the ones that don't sell so well. So this is really interesting, right? Because but I would argue that Rayman does try to appeal to lots of people. It does. And, and so it's not always the same reason for everything, right? But, uh, but Rayman Origins, you know, that got overlooked for some reason. But you know what else, though? I mean, Rayman Origins, it's, it's still a performance game, isn't it? It's asking you to perform. It's not asking you to click on something and wait for it to develop. Yeah, it's no Farmville. Um, but see, the thing is, I wish that it was more recent so I could remember you know, what the marketing push for it was. I yeah, do, I'm pretty sure I remember standees and stuff being in stores. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely got some sort of attention. I think it was probably also like a large part was a stigma of the Rayman name because I know I was like, Rayman Origins? Okay to ignore, continue with life. Yeah, it, it, that's actually possibly very true. Maybe they could have taken this put a different, um, you know, a different brand on it, different set of characters. Perhaps. Made it a new IP. Perhaps. And, and maybe you would have liked it and bought sequels. Yeah, or I would have ignored it anyway and nothing would have changed. I mean, that's probably the case. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's one of these things that, I, you know, I wish time travel were an option where they could try that and then they could try the other option and you could see which worked out better, new right. IP or not. Um, but... I, I'm sure that they just decided it would sell better. I mean, you've seen that happen in in development before, where they people take a game and then they stick an existing brand on it just to make it sell more. Yeah, um, whether or not it actually works, it's, who knows? It's always yeah, it's 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 always really unclear if that actually works. Yeah, 
Anyway, we have like three minutes left. Yeah. And I know that you want to talk about some other stuff. Are, are we going to have time to get to that? We got... Oh, man. Because if not, I can bitch about GameCube games. Yeah. Well, yeah, why don't we do that? Because this other one's going to be a big topic. So let's save it for next week. Okay, so week. we were talking about sales and unexpected sales numbers. I wanted... And I hope that I haven't talked about this on the show already. Um, I wanted to play Pikmin 2. Did, we, did I talk about this? You told me. Told you, but not on the show. Not on the air. Frankly, okay. can't remember. Don't, don't even remember. So I just found out today. Well, okay, a couple of weeks ago, I find out that I want to play Pikmin two, and apparently, it costs a lot of money now. Because I, am of the impression that GameCube games are a dime a dozen. Doesn't matter what game it is, except for some weird, rare game that you know I don't want to play. Um, now I, I'm still having trouble actually digesting this. You concept. can't buy Pikmin two for less than sixty bucks right now. Anywhere used. Dude, you can go on Craigslist and pay $130 for it. Really? Here in Phoenix. How yeah. does how does no. how does the whole but, market price go up like that? But I that? researched it more and then I found, well, wait a minute. New play control version of Pikmin yeah. came out for the Wii. Yeah, I heard about this. Uh, and then, not only that, the new play control version of Pikmin 2 came out for the Wii just not in North America. I see. And then just today, just today I read that it is coming to North America, just not yet. So, like, a month or two away. Which is interesting, too, because they're making a big deal out of the Wii U Pikmin. So, it's probably a lead-in to the Wii U Pikmin that will come out, hopefully, the end of this year, when the Wii U comes out. I don't know if it's if it's a launch title, but... Maybe? Um, we haven't talked much about Wii U at all. Nope. I am still totally excited about that. I've forgotten how excited I was. Yeah. I haven't forgotten how excited I was. Yeah. But that's because I wasn't all that excited. Exactly. Well, you know, give it a few more months, and we'll be talking about that on the air. In fact... We go to E3 very soon, at least I do, and then I get to tell you more about it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. End of the show. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week, as always. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.